0: Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of podcast with me, Russell Davis. Often in life we can't find our inner wisdom. Sometimes we really rest with situations we're not sure what the right direction for us is, and we struggle to hear our inner wisdom. Well, in this episode we explore how you can connect more deeply to your inner wisdom, and coincidentally, it's also the same way of connecting more deeply to others. Let's dive in and find out. So many conversations with my mentors and coaches over the years that really stand out that I was never going to forget. Um, particularly, you know, with Jack Pransky, one of my mentors, and even many years ago when I started working with Jack, there are conversations that still stick in my mind. And one was, I remember saying to him that I don't believe I'm wise. I didn't consider myself as a wise person. I had to think things through. I was a good thinker. I was proud of my thinking and a badge of honour about my thinking. I could work things out. I could solve problems. I was proud of that. And I thought that was my kind of way of being wise. I had to think things through. I didn't have this innate wisdom. Sometimes you meet people who have this kind of, just this calming, grounding, innate wisdom. And Jack's definitely one of those people. And he helped me see that we all have that. We all have that. I just didn't think I did. And it was my thinking getting in the way with that. My thinking that I was proud of, that I thought I needed, was the one thing stopping me really connecting to that Khamenei wisdom. It's like I never got silent prayer because I can see now that actually, because my busy mind, there's no, there's no space to connect to something fresh, something deeper. My, my head was too full of noise. There wasn't enough space between the thoughts to really hear something deep within myself or within others, whether it's from God or other people. So connecting to our own innate wisdom, it's about listening to ourselves in a, in a fresh way. And it's the same as listening to other people, it's listening. And there's a kind of rule of thumb, as a kind of, there can be four approaches to listening. One thing we do sometimes when we listen is we get Distracted. And I can definitely relate to this sometimes. I'm a really busy mind and got a lot to do. My wife wants me to be present and listen to her. And I'm thinking, I haven't got time for this, or this, this shouldn't be taking this long. My mind's gone on to the things I think I need to be doing at that moment to her, rather than being fully present to her. Or we listen to someone and suddenly our mind remembers the things we do later on and we just get distracted. Our mind wanders. It's, it's a human nature, it happens. So when we get distracted, we're actually no longer listening. Another thing we can do when we're listening is actually evaluating what the person is saying. And I can relate to this when I first qualified as a therapist, I was listening for patterns, listening to, I need to capture this, I need to find out this. Listening to, okay, what what technique or tool do we do next? One of my other mentors, Jamie Smart, um, one of the best listeners I know in, in the world, And I thought he was a great listener when he taught things like NLP and these mind hacks and stuff like that. And he, he's been on his own kind of personal journey, discover these principles of our human experience. I mean, he had a session with a mentor on that, and that's that's psychology. This mentor said to him, Jamie, I I don't think you're a good listener. And Jamie was like, really? I'm I'm world-renowned for my listening skills. I can hear language patterns and all sorts of going on. He said, but that's just it. He said you're listening for patterns or listening to know what to do next. Sometimes we're listening and we're evaluating what to say next, how to answer or what the person needs to hear. When we're doing that we're no longer being fully present. We're no longer actually listening. We've stopped listening. Or sometimes we really concentrate, thinking, I need to be present. So I'm really going to focus on their words and get what they're saying. And actually, sometimes we can try too hard to listen. We're over-concentrating. We're not listening with a quiet mind. We're really thinking about what they're saying to make sure we've understood it. And where it's distracting, evaluating or over-concentrating, they're all thoughts. Different types of thought. Sometimes with clients or when we do groups, um, I do a listening exercise, if in a group we get them in pairs, if in clients we do it when well, I just speak for five minutes on anything, anything that anything, hobbies, holidays, doesn't matter. And the role of the listeners to understand or just be aware of what's going on in their mind as they listen, they don't need to give any social cues, don't need to look at me, just be aware what's going on in their head as they listen. And they might notice times they're distracted, times they're evaluating, times they're trying to come back and concentrate. But often they're surprised at how much activity is going on in their head as they're listening. And you can't think and listen at the same time. You can't think and listen at the same time. And that's whether you're listening to someone else or listening to yourself. Deep listening. Deep listening comes from your state of being just being with the other person. And when you say to being with a quiet mind, you must hear beyond the words. You hear beyond the words. You hear what they're trying to communicate. It's like we well, are souls are infinite beings. We have a finite number of words. Okay, we have a lot of words in the English language, but it's still a finite number of words. In the English language, you have one word for love. I can say I love my wife. I can say I love Top Hotspur. I can say I love Marmite. they are different forms of love. But we would say the word love. The Greeks have nine words of love. For love. We have one word for snow. There's a kind of a myth. I think I'm really sure it is a myth that the Eskimos have, Eskimos have over 100 words for snow. Not sure that's true. Could be true, imagine it might be true, because they understand snow more than, than us Brits who so get a sprinkling every now and then. The country to the whole when we do get a sprinkling. But so we have a finite number of words. When a wife says she feels anger about something, what does that really mean? My interpretation of anger may be different to her experience of anger in that moment. What does she really mean? It's in that deep listening we get a sense of connection. And mind of a guy I know, he's a rabbi, he's um, a a rabbi, rabbi, and he's learnt about this kind of psychology of, of our human experience, and it, it's, it's fascinated him. He came across it because of a, a kind of a relationship, going, a business relationship in his life, kind of having troubles, and I got some coaching, and helped him see where his experience is coming from, and it's just kind of changed his life in so many ways. And he likes to share that with his kind of, I remember his synagogue, because he, I love the fact he's a really grounded kind of religious leader and thinks, well, people deepening their religious faith or coming to religious, a religious faith in, in, in Judaism and they're not necessarily getting any happier, more more content or less stressed. He likes to share this to help them with their kind of psychological well being. And I remember his kind of synagogue, synagogue came up to him and said, My son has been sectioned and he won't speak. I can't remember the technical term, and he just won't say anything to anyone. And will you you go and spend some time with him? And Shaw said, we're not kind of trained in mental health, but I'm happy to go and spend some time with him. And he spent some time with this young lad. He he sort of started talking. Shaw started talking about 10 minutes in. Shaw realised, why am I speaking? I'm just speaking to fill the silence, because I think I should. I was going to get quiet. I was going to say something when I feel really inspired to say something. And for the rest of their time together, just sat in silence and when Shaw left he said to the young lad thank you, I really enjoyed our time together and he genuinely meant it, he felt a sense of connection I don't know what happened after that but I'm sure if Shaw had gone back and kept doing the same thing the young lad would have opened up to him I'm sure the young lad felt that sense of connection I guess the unconditional regard and love in that moment no expectations so deep listening is just a state of being it's a state of being not thinking about what we just say next—that'll come to us when we need it. Deep listening is state of being, and that's the same with ourselves. Listening to ourselves. The more I realise I have such a busy mind, I was trying to think my way to, to clarity, to solutions, to answers. The more I realise they come to us, and we're not thinking. Solutions come. when We're not thinking about the problem. Insights come a quieter mind. Almost, It felt nervous to to let go of my busy mind and not keep entertaining it, following those trains of thought. It felt a bit reckless or nervous to, to trust I could just be. And that's okay. And that really is okay. It comes back to trusting that there's an energy of life that's got our back the ideas and solutions and creativity and wisdom comes to us from that universal wisdom it's not even our wisdom we have to trust we're all part of a universal wisdom the moments are quiet you'll know what's right for you the moments are quiet you'll get a sense if something's a hell yes or hell no for you and is absolutely fine decisions come easy When we try to make a decision, we're thinking about it, we're trying too hard. Decisions are effortless when they come from our heart and our soul. When we get decisions from our heart and our soul, it's not something we have to justify, nor should we have to justify. You have innate wisdom within you. You don't have to try so hard to find the right answers. What's right for you the moments of quiet, that still soft flute it often gets drowned out by the brass band of thought. That still soft flute is a place of love for yourself, love for others. It's innate wisdom. You can trust it. You can trust it. It's got your back. It's part of universal wisdom that's alive it. it's pure as full. And It's got your back. It's got your back loving you